You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, you Mafia? Fernando Shimoja here with another Leading the Charge. Today to talk about the start of the season. Finally, football is back. And we could see the Kansas City Chiefs being defeated by the Detroit Lions last night. I'm going to talk about Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes debate. I'm going to talk about some bold predictions for this Bills season and for the Monday Night Football versus the Jets. And I will preview the matchup and talk about what can we expect from this big-time game, the first game of the Bills season against a divisional rival and on Monday Night Football, all the hype over the Jets. So a lot of subjects, a lot of topics for conversation in today's Leading the Chart. Join me, feel free to, to give your opinion via chat. Uh, if you are uh, watching via YouTube, feel free to, let, uh, to, to give uh, your comment in the comment section. If you are listening your favorite podcast aggregator, uh, please download and, and subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings. It's going to be always a, a pleasure to have you listening to me and, and interact, interacting, talking about the Bills. So, all Bills Mafia is, uh, is welcome. Feel free to interact in the chat and I will bring some comments in here so we can discuss all those subjects. Uh, without further ado, let me start talking about uh, last night's game, the first game of the season. And the Detroit Lions uh, beating the reigning champs, Kansas City Chiefs, at their home. Uh, tough matchup, tough game for Patrick Mahomes. And, and maybe I'm being too opportunistic now to bring the Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes debate. That hasn't been really a debate recently, mostly because of national media, in my opinion. And, and especially because of how people put some responsibility uh, over Josh Allen that they don't do in the same way with Patrick Mahomes. And that was pretty clear for me last night. And we could see a lot of examples of that happening last night. Uh, so bringing context, Mahomes didn't have uh, Jason uh, Kelsey last night. He didn't have his favorite target, his number one wide receiver. Yes, wide receiver. Kelsey is the Chiefs' number one weapon, number one pass catcher. The reason they felt comfortable uh, allowing Tyreek Hill to leave to the Miami Dolphins. Tyreek Hill never was the number one weapon in that offense. It's always been Kelsey. And so last night, Mahomes, without his favorite pass catcher, uh, really struggled. There is no other way to put it around. He struggled to consistently be good enough to move the chains, to score, and 
I'm not out there saying Mahomes was bad yesterday, but he certainly wasn't as good as we grew used to to watch on any given Sunday. So uh, the Chiefs struggle without Kelsey and Mahomes had a lot of trouble with his pass catchers and his group of pass catchers. Uh, who's most of the NFL fans now have as a bottom tier pass catching group. But how bad is it compared to what Josh Allen has uh, has been used to? Because, okay, we have Stephon Diggs as a great number one target. And a lot of people say Josh Allen was nothing before Stephon Diggs. And that's not true. Everybody who watched Allen before, even through the first two years where people right now say Josh Allen was bad in the first two years, if you watch the games, you saw that he he had that something special. We, as Bills fans, we never really doubt Josh Allen becoming the franchise quarterback, and and myself included, I need to put myself in the group that didn't like the pick when it was made. I hated the pick of Josh Allen when it happened during the draft. I wanted Lamar Jackson badly, and or Josh Rosen then. So when the pick was made, I was a non-believer. But from the moment I started to watch Josh Allen as a Bills quarterback, I really saw what really made the Bills pick him in the first place and, and have him as their uh, quarterback of the future. And, and we could see all the traits that translated to what we've seen now from Allen becoming the, the franchise quarterback. Uh, so since in the first few seasons we saw the Bills giving him Kelvin Benjamin, uh, Deontay Thompson, Robert Foster, Charles Clay really over the hill, injured with nothing left on the tank, and, and so the Bills gave him no weapons at all. He had Zay Jones struggling early too, so. Uh, he he never had really great options in his first few seasons, but it didn't uh, stop people of making bad comments about Josh Allen or saying or saying he was bad in the first two years of his career. And then after uh, Stephon Diggs was not not really into Stephon Diggs, but even before when John Brown and Cole Beasley, when the Bills gave him some some weapons that weren't big-time weapons, weren't top-notch NFL weapons, but were just your your standard NFL weapons uh, as starters with John Brown. Is John Brown, or was John Brown ever a great number one wide receiver? No, he wasn't. Cole Beasley, always a good slot receiver in Dallas, but was he ever a top-notch slot wide receiver, the best in the league? Not before he played with Josh Allen. Okay, the best seasons of Cole Beasley career happened under uh, Brian Dable and playing with Josh Allen. So uh, what kind of weapons Josh always had to work with? And, and he made those weapons better. He made Robert Foster the best version of, of the, the Robert Foster that the NFL has ever seen. Nobody saw a better version of Robert Foster than that early Bills Robert Foster. Nobody saw a better version than John Brown or than Cole Beasley than the Bills version of those guys. And even stretching it to coaching, 
a lot of people nowadays have like, oh, but he had Brian Dable, uh, a mastermind as his offensive coach. But look at Brian Dable's resume before joining the Bills. He struggled with the Browns. He struggled with the Jets. He had a lot of... Uh, uh, he didn't have great jobs before the Bills won. He didn't have great, uh, had great, great um, NFL uh, uh, works. He had a great job at Alabama with a, a stocked uh, roster and, and dominating everybody in college football. And then he, he arrived with the Bills and Josh Allen made, made him better too. So the 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 tale of Josh Allen's career has been making everybody around him better. That's what we've seen from Josh Allen since he got into the league. Even being unpolished, needing development, not being a, a top-notch quarterback person or not being really a, a technician at the position, needing development, needing refinement. He was a top-notch playmaker since day one, and he made the team better. He gave the Bills a chance to win every single snap. He he gave the Bills a chance to convert every single third and 12, third and 15 that he was put into. So we've seen Josh Allen making people better since day one. And with even with Stephon Diggs, it hasn't been different because Stephon Diggs wasn't better with the Vikings. He was very good with the Vikings, but the best seasons of Stephon Diggs' career were with Josh Allen throwing him the ball. So as much as Stephon Diggs helps uh, Josh Allen, as much as Cole Beasley helped Josh Allen or Dable helped Josh Allen, I'm willing to say Josh Allen helped those guys even more. And on the other hand, we have Patrick Mahomes that I'm not saying anything here so people will take, uh, will love to take things negatively and say, oh, you are saying Mahomes is bad? No, I'm not saying Mahomes is bad. Mahomes is awesome. And I'm not saying he was bad last night. He was good, but not great. And he left a lot of things on the field that he certainly will want back when he watched the film. So uh, we have Patrick Mahomes that came to the league, sitting behind Alexis Smith, was, who was running the show for Kansas City Chiefs and, and for Andy Reid, a great mastermind offensively. And that's a guy who has a past success in the NFL working with offenses, not Brian Dable. Brian Dable had to adjust, had to get better during his stint with the Bills. And he certainly is doing a good job with the, the Giants now, but not alone. He has Kafka with him, Mike Kafka, who has been a great coordinator and a name who's been considered for, for head coach jobs in the future. So Mahomes was drafted into a great situation, sit behind Alex Smith. The Kansas City Chiefs already was a contender with Alex Smith at quarterback. Yes, they weren't as dangerous as they are now with Mahomes, but Alex Smith could run that offense the way Andy Reid likes it to be run. And Andy Reid had awesome jobs in the past with Donovan McNabb, with Kevin Cobb. He made Kevin Cobb look like a, like the part, like a franchise quarterback. Uh, he made Michael Vick come, coming back from jail. And Michael Vick never really was before going to the jail. He never really was a, a great passer. 
he was a, an awesome dynamic weapon, the, the maybe the most exciting player ever in an NFL, but he never was a great passer playing for the Falcons. And magically, under Andy Reid, Michael Vick coming out of the jail one year after, he had he puts up his best season as a passer and leads the Eagles to, to a Super Bowl appearance. So Mahomes, since day one, has this awesome mastermind offensively. He enters a, a, an offense in a team that is already working very well under under Reed and with Alex Smith. And he learns behind this veteran and he starts to play really well and, and he does awesome things with this Chiefs team. But the weapons were are there. Kelsey was there. Hill was there. Andy Reed was there. So I've been talking about this for a long time now, and a lot of people say, Fernando, you can't have a, an argument for having Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes. And I get it. I get it that Mahomes has won the Super Bowl twice now. He has won the MVP awards. He has done a great job. He has played really, really well. But the situation that he was put in, it was perfect. And he props props for the guy. He made the most of this opportunity. And, and we can't really blame him for being in a good situation. No. Props to Mahomes. He worked hard. He was ready when his number was called. He played really well. Awesome. Awesome quarterback playing from him in these schemes under Reed and with his playmakers. But comparing his situation and what he was put into, compared with Josh Allen's situations and what has been asked from Josh Allen and what has been asked for Mahomes, I feel like yesterday or last night was the first time that I really saw Mahomes in a situation that's more... Uh, similar or closer to what we've been or to what we've seen Josh almost his entire career in Buffalo. And we saw that Mahomes is also human. He's an, an alien like like Collinsworth likes to say on every little scramble by Mahomes. So I really believe Josh Allen has been asked to do way more with less than Mahomes, starting from coaching, schemes, and offensive line protection, and then weapons. I feel like Mahomes always had the better group, all right? And last night we saw Mahomes with good protection, but without the, the pass catchers, the, his favorite pass catchers. And he really struggled. There is not other way to put it around because, yes, there were a lot of drops by Tony. There were a lot of situations where you could see the wide receivers doing better. But also, there were a lot of situations would you, could, where you could easily ask for Mahomes to be better than he was. He threw into double or even triple coverage. He threw deep passes that hit defenders right in their hands and they couldn't intercept the pass, but were bad passes, turnover, worthy throws. He threw a ball right in the mesh point, in a mesh concept, in a pass that is that Tony has, has been really criticized. Tony was running a, a drag route in a mesh concept where both wide receivers cross each other. And Mahomes threw the ball right in, right in the mesh point. And it hit Tony in the hands, but his, his own uh, partner, his own 
calling his own teammate kind of covered him because the guy just passed in front of him and that made it a, a tough catch for Tony. And that's on Mahomes throwing that ball right in the mesh point of the, the concept. So he threw balls behind his wide receivers. Tony's running free, uh, crossing routes, and the ball was through slightly behind. He threw balls slightly behind in, in, in pass run options. Those kind of passes that when Josh throws it this way, media is all over him. Like, oh, he's not accurate enough. He's inaccurate. Oh, but Tony dropped the interception of pick six. Man, we've saw we've seen it a lot with Josh Allen. We've seen Dawson Knox dropping a, a a pass right in the hands of Marlon Humphrey versus the Ravens last season. We saw Cole Beasley dropping pa dropping passes right in the hands of of defenders. We saw Isaiah McKenzie dropping a pass and giving it right to the defender for an interception. So. I feel like the media and, and what's asked from Allen, not just from the coaching staff and from the Bills part and the Chiefs part, but even from the media, what's asked from Mahomes and what's asked from Josh Allen, it's totally different. And people want Josh Allen to be Superman all the time without flaws, what's impossible. And when Mahomes is asked to be Superman without help, oh, poor Mahomes, he has no help. So I feel like it's really unfair And and I feel like Josh Allen really has been asked to do more and has done more without less uh, help when when in those situations than Mahomes when he's in a situation that he has he has he doesn't have the targets or or the protection is poor or things like that. Again, don't get me wrong, Mahomes is awesome. We are comparing the top two quarterbacks in the NFL, and I I say I I tell you that without. Uh, any any fear of being wrong because yes, Burrow is awesome, but good luck if you need Joe Burrow to do what Josh Allen or or Patrick Mahomes have to do uh, in the sense of escaping the pocket. Uh, Burrow has great targets. He has the running game. He has everything nice around him. And again, I, I just feel Allen is asking to do way more with less and. And my, I, I've never seen anybody throw more wide open guys than Mahomes. And that's huge props to Andy Reid and his schemes. Because even with the fast catching group that people are criticizing now, those guys were running free for a lot of the time last night. And Mahomes hit them in their, in their, uh, in their hands like a little bit behind, a little bit ahead. But the guys were totally free. So huge props to, to Andy Reid. Huge props to even to the wide receivers on getting open, but Mahomes could, couldn't really make the plays happen. So I've seen Allen being being asked to do those plays. I've been I've seen Josh being criticized when he can't do those plays or when he throws the exact same time type of passes that Mahomes threw last night, slightly behind, slightly ahead, or into double coverage, into triple coverage. People love to mock Josh Allen with those situations, but when Mahomes does so, poor Mahomes. So I don't get that.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you take the, the group, the best catching group, oh, Mahomes has no help. Kadarius uh, Tony is a guy who a lot of people wanted the Bills to trade for. Former first-round pick, dynamic playmaker, struggle with his hands last night, but come on, that's a guy who everybody wanted him. And then Marquez Valdez-Kentling was decent for Green Bay and was a, a decent weapon there. I'm not a big fan, but still. And then Sky Moore, second-round pick, who a lot of people said would be a, an awesome slot receiver, would kill it as a slot receiver for the Chiefs. And they just drafted Rashid Rice, who scored a touchdown last night, another second-round pick, another guy who can be compared maybe uh, of having an impact as much as any other wide receiver in the group, uh, in the in the in this draft group, or even... To Dalton Kincaid, in fact, in the in the offense, and then Richie James, a guy who couldn't even see the field much uh, as a pass catcher last night, but that's a former New York Giant who played a, a nice role last season as a slot wide receiver and performed really well to the point that our friends from Cover One loved him as a a, a prospect uh, in the free agency, as a even a potential uh, target for the Bills as a slot wide receiver. So Mahomes without weapons had all those guys available last night. And he had a nice offensive line, an offensive line that might not be as good as last year's offensive line, but they have start starting caliber tackles in Jawan Taylor and Donovan Smith coming from, from the Buccaneers. And the run game is the same as last season with Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon, Clyde Edwards Delaire, another guy who our friends at Cover One really loved uh, in his draft, but has been a total uh, misfire by the Chiefs front office. So even without uh, Kelsey, even without Tyreek Hill, if you go back more in time, it's not like Mahomes, uh, the investment hasn't been made for Mahomes to have the weapons. He has all those guys. Josh Allen has played until recently without any first round picks around him in the in the in that offense right so the the chiefs have invested in this group who has allen who allen has at his disposal right now he has gabe davis who's gabe davis he was a fourth round pick another guy who uh, that we can say that we can question where gabe davis would have been right now, if not drafted by the Bills and playing alongside Josh Allen in this offense, would he be as good as he is right now? And I'm saying, like, maybe maybe a lot of people are still down on Gabe Davis because he really didn't become last season the number two wide receiver that we wanted. He struggled with drops. But if you remember correctly, even against the Jets last season, Josh Allen with his elbow busted 
Last play of the game, scrambles, throw a, a ball 60 yards in the air downfield. Last play of the game, it hits Gabe Davis right in his hands and he drops it with stick coverage, yes, but still the play was made by Josh Allen. And I never saw, I, other than Bills Mafia, I never seen anybody being mad and saying, oh, Josh Allen made the play and Gabe Davis let him down, like people did with Mahomes last night. So it's totally different how people uh, evaluate and, and treat Mahomes and how they treat Allen. And again, I get it. Mahomes already have the the MVP trophies, the Super Bowl trophies, the Lombardis, and Josh Allen doesn't have it. But look, that's a, that's a team sport. And... I really believe the Bills wouldn't be nowhere near close as winning a Super Bowl if not for Josh Allen. It's not like the situation was already great. And a lot of people say that the Bills roster is stacked. I think it's a good roster with good players, some great players. But if you take Josh Allen out of this roster, I'm not sure if the Bills make the playoffs. And the same couldn't be said about the Chiefs without Mahomes when they have when they had Alex Smith running the show, that was already a competitive team. So Mahomes is awesome. He's spectacular. He's a great quarterback, but he's the number two quarterback in the league, in my opinion, behind Josh Allen. It's always will be about suppositions. It always will be about, we'll never know. We'll never know what would have been if Josh Allen were drafted by the Chiefs and were in Mahomes' situation. And we'll never know what would have been if Mahomes was drafted that day the Bills decided to trade the pick for the, the for the Chiefs and, and the, the Chiefs had the opportunity to draft Mahomes 10th overall. We'll never know. But from what I've seen from both guys and what I've seen from their careers and what I saw last night again, I'm really confident saying that Josh Allen really is asking to do way more with less and more often. Uh, with less protection, with less playmakers around him. Just like uh, I was saying, he has Gabe Davis, okay? A guy who probably Josh Allen helped way more than to become who he is right now than he helped Josh Allen. Who else he has? He had Stephon Diggs, the best, uh, the best addition the Bills made to help Allen all along. But then the offensive line, the Bills' offensive line with Josh Allen, Never has been great. And, and now, finally, we have some hope. But still, with a huge hole in Spencer Brown, can be really become a nice right tackle. So we still have question marks in this offensive line. And it's not as good as Kansas City Chiefs' offensive line by any means. And then he has Dawson Knox, a guy who was drafted, but a guy who had zero impact in that uh, old Miss offense as a pass catcher. A guy who just did the dirty job and need development and also struggle with some hands problems. And again, another guy who I believe has been better than he was supposed to be because of Josh Allen. Okay. And then he had Isaiah McKenzie having to, uh, having to step up and never, it never did happen. And, and, and so when he had Cole Beasley, it was awesome. It was the closest as the Bills had as, Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Great Apples around Josh Allen. It was with maybe three years ago with Diggs and, and Cole Beasley is still 
in his prime or close to the end, but still in his prime. The Bills never had an explosive run game with Josh Allen. Josh Allen always been the run game for the Bills. J.J. McCoy was done with Josh Allen when Allen was drafted. And then Singletary with all his limitations. Love the guy, but he's not a top-notch running back, especially behind a suspicious offensive line. And now Cook, Harris, Murray, we hope they can improve this running game. So I, I'm really anxious to see Josh Allen in his office because I feel with the names I'm telling you, the Bills finally have uh, the best weapons possible around Josh Allen. The, the only downgrade maybe from years in the past was we don't have for sure a guy like Cole Beasley, but we hope Kincaid can be this kind of guy. And even Deontay Hardy was brought in to become this kind of guy. So the expectations are really high for this season for me uh, because I, I believe this offense is the best Josh Allen has been in since he be, entered the league. And for the people who are, but he doesn't have Dable anymore and he has uh, Dorsey. I really like Dorsey. And I'm really high on Dorsey. And I really believe he can do a great job, especially now in his year two with his experiences and, and how he interacts with Josh, how they are on the same page and the freedom that he gives Josh to even call plays during of, during preseason. And Josh Allen has a huge say in what Dorsey puts in the game plan for sure. So I'm confident in this offense. I, I think they can be great. And I can't wait to see them against the Jets because those Jets were the teams that really uh, made Josh Allen work for stuff the most during his career. Josh Allen's stats against the Jets are, aren't the best, the, the, great, the greatest ones so far. And they've been getting better. That defense is really good. And if Josh Allen can play really well against this Jets defense, look out. MVP season coming because this offense has the tools to be great. Josh Allen has been used to work with less than he has right now. Less protection, less uh, weapons, less help in the running game. So I'm really anxious and excited to watch this offense operating because I think they can be great. It won't be easy against the Jets, but and but it will be a, a great test for this offense. And even if they struggle against the Jets, I'm confident they can have a great season because the Jets really are prepared uh, to 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 have and to cause some difficulties for this Bills offense as they they've done in the past. But finishing the the the, the Mahomes and, and Allen comparison here. Love Mahomes. He's great. Great arm. Great talent. He can buy time in the pocket. And he did it last night. He did great stuff last night too. He was in a bad situation. But I, I, I saw in the past people wanting Allen to do more than what he did in situations like this. So, and I, I didn't see, I, I haven't seen actually people calling out Mahomes enough from last night and they are simply directing all the the blame on on Tony and on the targets and again I just told you about those pass catchers and and this group a lot of first and second round picks protection is there offensive line running game was there with all three running backs healthy it wasn't like he was totally alone playing by himself last night 
not like we've seen from being asked from Josh Allen uh, with the Bills. And that's why I really have Josh Allen as the best quarterback in the league. Oh, but he isn't, he isn't as consistent as Mahomes. It's easier to be consistent when you have everything clicking around you. And last night proved that. Mahomes didn't have everything clicking around him last night and he couldn't be so consistent with his ball placement, with his decision-making. And people has asked Josh Allen to be perfect in those departments, in bad situations. So I really believe we have the best quarterback in the league. That's my first bold statement, not even a bold prediction of the day. But yes, Bills Mafia, we have the best quarterback in the NFL. I believe so. I've, I've been on this train since that postseason run uh, two years ago that culminated and ended, unfortunately, with the 13 seconds and the coin toss. But it's hard to ask your offense and your quarterback to operate better than Josh Allen did on that run against the Patriots and the Chiefs in the playoffs, in the biggest stage. And since that uh, that day, I've been on this train. I, I take Josh Allen over any quarterback in this league, and I I stay on this train. I take him over, Cal, uh, over Mahomes any day of the week, twice on Sundays, because... Give him the weapons, give him a good situation around him, and you will see how he can be more consistent, how he can avoid bad decisions, how he can play less hero ball. I believe so, and I believe we'll be we will see more of this this season with the Bills being better prepared around him. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So enough of quarterback talk. We'll Let's go to another another few bold predictions with the Bills news for this week ahead of the, this Jets game. And McDermott finally named the starters in the positions where we had battles during all of season and preseason. And we have Terrell Bernard as our starter middle linebacker, as I've been preaching for and saying for a long time now. So yes, I will I will uh <laughs> I will call my number here, right? Because I, I really believe, um, I really believed in, in Terrell Bernard all along. And yes, he hasn't done anything uh, on the field yet to, to earn this job, at least not on the field in real game situations. And and I'm anxious and curious to, to watch him playing because we haven't seen much from Bernard and he's going to have his first and maybe only opportunity Against the Jets, the team that he played against last season and struggled in his own lone start as a Bill, as a Bills player, and so um, I'm curious. I'm excited to to see Bernard getting his opportunity. I believe that was the plan all along. I believe when Ben started drafting Bernard in the third round and he doubled down with Dorian Williams this year. He had a vision. It wasn't just to draft special teamers or backup to Milanos, like most people like to say. I don't believe so. I really believe 
They, uh, he had a plan. I really believe he had a vision for that middle linebacker spot in conversations with Babbage, in conversations with McDermott, what they wanted for that spot. And that's why if they really, really wanted Tremaine Edmonds to continue as the Bills' captain middle linebacker, with all the investment that was made in Edmonds, first round pick, trade up to, to bring him, making him the captain, transitioning Kyle Williams to leadership to Tremaine Edmonds, making him the captain and the leader of this defense. And with the pass that McDermott had with Luke Quickly, if he really believed Edmonds was his new Quickly, they wouldn't allow him to leave. They would pay whatever was needed to, to keep him and maybe let Ed Oliver leave. But no, they allowed Edmonds to leave and and, and Bean kind of spilled the beans again uh, in that interview that he said they wanted something a little bit different. They wanted interchangeable pieces with Milano alongside him as a middle linebacker. And Bernard and Dorian Williams fit it perfectly because we're talking about guys who are more athletic even than Milano that can run with, with tight ends and, and maybe even some slot wide receivers, one with running backs, cover, playing space, fast, athletic, add speed to this defense. And Bernard fits all those, those, um, those traits. And when we go to the mental part, again, since his scouting report in his draft days, great communicator, green dot kind of guy, leader of the defense. So I can't wait to watch Bernard playing the middle of this Bills uh, defense. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people aren't as confident as me, aren't as excited as me, aren't as hopeful as, as I am about, about Bernard. But I'm really excited to see the guy get his shot and I hope he can do really well. Uh, and if so, if Bernard can play at the level, I believe he can. Maybe it takes some time. Uh, after all, he's a second-year player. He's getting his second start in the NFL. New position for him and a lot of responsibility. But if he can play the level that I believe he can, the Bills might have a great duo again at the linebacker position, even better than Edmonds and Milano. Again, it might take some time. It's not easy to step in and be better than Edmonds already. But with the athletic qualities that Bernard offers and the interchangeable Inter interchangeability with Milano. Uh, if McDermott is creative and sends Bernard in some blitzes and and really makes it difficult for, for opposing quarterbacks to read who's coming, who's staying, who's covering between Milano and, and Bernard, I think both can have great seasons and we can have uh, nice splash plays from this linebacker duo. Maybe we'll see some ugly situations against the run where we see a guard or a pulling tackle or even the center mauling Bernard and, and taking him for a ride. Sure, I believe it, it's going to happen at some point. We saw it with Tremaine Edmonds. Why wouldn't we see it with a smaller guy in Bernard? I think it will happen and people who, are, who aren't as high as, as I am on, on Bernard will point it out and say, see, he's too, too small. He isn't strong enough to play, play, to play middle linebacker. It's going to happen at some point. But again, we saw Tremaine Edmonds being took for some rides too. So uh, I really want to watch this duo. I, I believe there will be more highs than downs, than lows. And, and I believe Bernard can become a, a leader of this defense and, and a 
uh, even a, even a centerpiece of this defense. That's how high I am on this player. And one of my, other, my second bold prediction, or now it's a bold prediction, not a bold statement for today, is that I believe by 2024, when it's all said and done, after one year, Bernard is going to be uh, the unquestionable starter at the middle linebacker spot. Okay, I, I will put this bold statement out there. I know a lot of people believe that Okay, Christian Kirk says just learning the difference in the practice squad and sooner rather than later, he's going to become the Mike linebacker, the middle linebacker, and he's the guy who's going to play alongside Milano this season. I get it. I think that's a great plan B to have. I think it's awesome to have Kirk say being prepared for this situation, especially if you're not considering Darian Williams for the jobs. And, and it's pretty clear that McDermott and, and Bean, they aren't considering Darian Williams for the job. Being told so when... Dorian was drafted and they changed it a little bit the conversation, but then got back to this this route. So Dorian is Milano's backup right now, special teamer. And okay, I can understand why they don't want a rookie uh, in the season where maybe it's the most important season during this window for the Bills, this Super Bowl window. I can understand why you don't want uh, a rookie as your leader and your captain of your defense communicating a lot and stuff like that. I can understand that. And Dorian certainly will be in the conversation next season on, if Bernard struggles, especially. But great to have Kirksey ready there. But if Bernard is who I believe he is, and I hope he is, my prediction, my bold prediction is this one. Terrell Bernard by the by 2024, by 2024 season is a team captain, especially with our safety duel in what looks like a, a last dance. And the Bills will need to make some decisions. Bean will need to make some decisions last, next year related to the cap. And he wouldn't be able to pay everybody. We know Hyde and Poyer aren't getting any younger. Both one. Uh, the contract is up at the end of the season. The other has an out. So it's possible that with, with watching the last season of Hyde and Poyer and both our team captains, defense captains, and if the Bills are forced or, or decide to move um, to move on from those guys, and Bernard is who I believe he is, by 2024 season, he's a team captain. He has a C on his chest. And he's the long-term middle linebacker for the Bills. That's a bold prediction. But I've been right on some stances. I've been wrong on some stances. So the last time I got excited like this about a linebacker, maybe it was with, in a similar way, I'm being about, about Bernard, was with Kelvin Shepard maybe when he was drafted. Because for most of the time, for for mostly for the same reasons because when Shepard was drafted the Bills had the opportunity to the Bills coaching staff had an opportunity to to coach at the senior ball and they coached Von Miller and Calvin Shepard in the same team in the senior ball and Sean Gailey and, and Buddy Nix came back from that experience saying great things about Von Miller that the Bills never had a shot at drafting but about Calvin Shepard, too, and I really wanted him badly in that draft. And in the third round, the Bills could draft Calvin Shepard out of LSU. And 
I wanted Shepard really badly for the same reasons I've heard about Bernard for his leadership, communication skills, and and I really love the guy in these about those subjects. But Shepard, as a player on the field, he was a totally different animal than Bernard. We are questioning Bernard's size and his his capabilities against the run. And Shepard was the total opposite. He was questioned as as a coverage linebacker if he could stay on all three downs on the field. And and it proved to be way too much for Kelvin Shepard back in the day. And that's why he was traded and we got Cherry Hughes out of him. And the rest is story. Uh, but I, uh, it was the last time. So I got it wrong in the past. I might be wrong on Bernard again, right? And I won't hide my misfires. I... I I was really excited about about Jaquan Johnson opportunity last season when Hyde uh, went down. I really believe Jaquan Johnson was ready to take over that spot and to be a playmaker from what we've seen in his opportunities in preseason. And it also didn't happen and Hamlin ended winning the job and Jaquan Johnson isn't even uh, in this Bills roster anymore. So I'm not out there hiding my predictions or my misfires. And I've been wrong in the past. I can be wrong about Bernard again. But I have great expectations about him. And don't forget, I've been right too, right? Because I hated the White Taylor trade back in the day. And I proved to be right on that stance, right? So there were a lot of situations where I, I was right too. And, and my prediction is for Bernard to really do a great job as the Bills middle linebacker and communicator and captain of this defense. If, even if he isn't a captain right now with the C on his chest, especially due to the circumstances and he hasn't played a lot during preseason, we still have Hyde and Poyer as defensive captains and Von Miller, three veterans. But my bold prediction is this one. He's going to be the starter for a long time and he's going to be a captain by 2024 season. The other guys who won jobs, we have... Christian Bayford winning the cornerback two job. And we had um, Osiris Torrance winning the right guard job, right? The, the main competitions were those. And we had Bernard Torrance and Bayford winning those jobs. And Torrance was... Uh, written on the walls, right? Uh, I think it was uh, written, it's being written on the walls because he was playing a lot with the first team offensive line. And I'm happy that he won that job because that's a guy who offers a, a saving way higher than, than Ryan Bates. And it's also great to have Ryan Bates, who had his contract restructured this week alongside Aaron Johnson, uh, as a, an option. For Mitch Morse at center, uh, we are always a little bit afraid with Morse's concussion story. So uh, his concussion history is worrisome. And then Ryan Bates can be maybe the long-term center for the Bills too. So it's good to have him in this situation, ready to step in if needed in Morse place, in, in uh, Torrance place. And... And at left guard, okay, we have McGovern, we have Dawkins, we have Morrison. The question mark still Spencer Brown with Ifedi as an option. Um, I feel like this offensive line is improved from the last few years. And 
And again, just like when I was talking about Josh Allen, can't wait to see Josh Allen in this offense. So great to see Torrance winning this job. But cornerback two job, Christian Benford, uh, I felt like he was going to win this job after the Bears game. He did everything possible in that opportunity to win the job, playing good coverage, playing good run defense. He's more physical. He's, he's bigger. He's longer. He's uh, more physical even than Dan Jackson, who, whose the size is a problem. And... Bayford looks good, man. He looks good as a cornerback, too. Uh, he had a, a great season as a rookie before getting injured. He never lost the job when he was a rookie. And I'm also excited to see him getting this shot because that's a guy who can be a steal. They steal of the last year's draft uh, in the sixth round. I uh, started at cornerback. I get it. A lot of Bills Mafia frustrated, myself included, about Kair Elon not getting the job. Former first-round pick. I don't feel the time run uh, has run out for, for Elon. I think he can continue to develop, continue to watch tape, watch the other guys playing ahead of him and be ready when his number is called. Injuries happen. It's great to have him as depth. And it's great to have Dan Jackson as depth as well. But the time is now for Benford and I, I'm excited to watch him uh, playing. I think he fits perfectly the kind of defense that the Bills gonna play but also I feel like Bainford winning the job and then Jackson being ahead of uh ahead of Elon shows us that the defense isn't really different from what it has been under Leslie Fraser okay so all of season people have said has talked about how is we're gonna have a new defense with McDermott at the helm and I I kind of told you Right, that I wasn't expecting a lot of changes in this defensive side of the ball with McDermott running the show because Leslie Fraser has been there since they won alongside McDermott, assistant head coach, uh, previous experience as a head coach, a guy who McDermott trusted 100%. So, yes, he decided to move on from Fraser, and we're gonna have some adjustments, we're gonna have maybe some difference in play calling, we're gonna have the change at middle linebacker spot and what changes what you can you what you can do when you have a guy like an um, Edmonds or even Dodson who's far from being interchangeable with Milano but I really don't see a totally different dif uh, defense different coverage and McDermott loves to run quarters and and we'll see some of the Tampa 2 uh, coverage that we saw under Leslie Fraser with McDermott at the helm too so it's not a totally different Defense and, and Benford winning the job kind of shows us it again. The Bills aren't moving to play more man coverage and in-your-face kind of coverage with what Kyrie Allen really does well. So uh, that's not necessarily bad. The Bills has had great defenses recently, but we need to see more from McDermott when, when they need to adjust in-game or when they need to adjust to a specific... Uh, opponents and this game against the Jets is a, a big time test already because we have Aaron Rodgers it's a, a an offense that McDermott hasn't seen in real game situation and he will certainly need to watch it during the game and make adjustments so how well will McDermott adjust to the 
the Jets' offense during the game can determine how well the Bills play in this game and, and even the chances of the Bills winning this game because that's not an easy matchup. So just to close out about Benford, excited about the young guy, and I that's another guy just like uh, I trust Benford, uh, just like I trust uh, Bernard and, and Torrance, I really trust Benford to do a great job as a cornerback too. And moving to the Bills, Jet, Bills and Jets matchup, this kind of adjustments in-game, not just McDermott on the defense, defensive side, but Dorsey on the offensive side too, they're going to determine uh, the Bills' chances in this Monday night football. The, the Jets is a new team. The defense isn't different from last year. So that's why I'm not so worried about Dorsey's capabilities of adjusting in game i think dorsey has more tape he has more uh to work with in, in the sense of knowing who, who's he's facing mcdermott will need to to do it on the fly so i'm curious to see how mcdermott adjusts in game and how he uses his pieces in this matchup and on the other side it will be needed too but dorsey has uh, more tape, just like I said. He has a better idea of the kind of defense he's facing, right? And I'm taking him my notes from a previous lead in the charge where I ranked I ranked the, the, the units in the entire AFC East and looking at the Bills units and the Bills players, the Bills depth chart, the Bills roster, and looking at the Jets one, I had the Bills number one in the AFC uh, East with the at the quarterback spot with Josh Allen and the Jets second with Rodgers. And yes, Rodgers didn't have a great season last year, but we can't forget that he started the year with a lot of rookies as wide receivers. If people are saying Mahomes didn't have weapons last night, Rodgers was in a worse, uh, in a worse uh, spot last year in the beginning of the year with the Packers, with a lot of rookies and unproven, unproven guys. Now with the Jets, he has Garrett Wilson. He has some of his old buddies from the Green Bay Packers who are out there, not just being familiar faces on the field during the game, but also helping those Jets players to learn the offense. And I had the, the Jets wide receiver group number three in the pass-catching group with tight ends included, number three in the division behind the number one Dolphins and number two Bills. And it was debatable back in the day because with Corey Davis, I think they had a case to have their pass-catching group ahead of the Bills. But since I believe Diggs is the best wide receiver in the division, and I'm really hoping Kincaid can have a nice impact, all right? I, ha I have the Bills ahead of the Jets, especially now without Corey Davis. I'm not high on, on Cobb. I'm not high on Lazard, but those are guys that Roger, Rogers already know how to win using them. So those are guys that are going to help the transition and to avoid making it like a situation that Brady was in when he moved to the, the Buccaneers and they, they started really slowly because it took time to get used to a new offense and Brady was running Bruce Arians offense back in the day. Rodgers is running an offense that is similar to what he has run under Hackett in Green Bay. So 
there are way more familiarities with Rodgers uh, as a Jets than Brady as a Buccaneer. And, and they have Mikal Harmon, who's a speedster, but not really a great wide receiver. So in the pass catching group, it's all about Garrett Wilson. That's a great, a really great talent, a great wide receiver. And, and it's it can be debatable between those two. So, But I still have the Bills ahead of the Jets in those two departments. Anyway, in the running back room, I have the Jets way ahead of the, like way ahead, I think, I mean, by a big margin. I think the, the Jets running back group paired with their offensive line um, might be uh, better than the Bills group. And I think the, the running back room of the Jets is great. Bruce Hall, uh, Hall is awesome. And then they added the older cook, so they have they already had um, they already had not just Hall but also Michael Carter, and so that's a great trio of running backs, and they can cause a lot of problems for the Bills. In the Jets' offensive line, they they have struggled, okay, and and but the talent is there because the investment was made there. Vera Tucker, Beckton, all former first-round picks, Lakin Thompson, same thing, and really good, solid, good guard. Dwayne Brown, experienced guy. McGovern, experienced guy. So I feel like there are question marks, especially Beckton, who has struggled with injury. But this group has potential to be really good. So that's not that's those two places are places where the, the Jets might have an advantage. And on the defensive side of the ball, there is where I, I really believe the Jets are, are prepared to give problems for the Bills. With a great pass rush, the defensive line is the best one in the division, in my opinion, especially. The Bills are the second, in my opinion, but with Von Miller playing and without Von Miller, I don't feel so well about this defensive line. I hope I can be wrong. I hope Rousseau, Floyd, they can play great. Ed Oliver can be consistent, but we have question marks there. And the Jets have a nice group, a nice rotation in the defensive line. Wilkerson is dominant, and he's awesome. And he's going to be a great test for, for Torrance, for McGovern, for our interior online. And then they have Carl Lawson, a veteran pass rusher, who I'm pretty sure can cause problems even to Dion Dawkins, but especially against... Spencer Brown. Then they have the former first-round pick, German Johnson, and the newest first-round pick, Will McDonald. In the rotation, those guys can be really problematic against uh, Spencer Johnson, especially. And John Franklin Myers, that's a guy who's really underrated, and he plays defensive end, but he kicks inside in passing downs and can can be a, a nightmare alongside Wilkerson. So, the Bills offensive line will be tested. They will have a handful in this Monday night football and our offense we'll need them playing well we need, we'll need our offensive line doing a good job playing well especially being able to establish a kind of a run game some consistency in the run game so we don't need to run Josh Allen so often and we don't need to be only on passing downs all the time putting Spencer Brown especially in a bad spot against good pass rushers um, so the Bills will need this balance and this 
this consistency from the offensive line. That's a huge uh, topic for this game. If the Bills want to be successful against the Jets, they will need a good game for the offensive line or this defensive line can really cause a lot of problems for the Bills' offense. And then at off-ball linebackers, I have the Jets as the best group of in the division, the Bills in the second place. If Bernard is the guy I'm believing he is, and if he can quickly make the transition and quickly become this guy who I believe he can become, the Bills might be the best uh, at the best the have the build the Bills might have the best linebacker duo in the division. But as it is right now with the question marks about Bernard. I can't put them ahead of uh, C.J. Mosley and Quincy Williams. C.J. Mosley is awesome. He's a veteran already. He might not be the, the, quiz, the quickest guy anymore, but that's a guy who's really smart, who is hardly ever fooled by any anything the offense do. And Quincy Williams, that's a, a missile. The guy is a missile quick, and he's not always on target, but he has a partnership with a really experienced guy in C.J. Mosley. So that's a pair that can play really well. And then in the secondary, I have the Jets having a better secondary than the Bills. And I know it's questionable again. If the Davis White is back at his best, if Micah Hyde is back at his best, if Jordan Poyer is still at his best, despite the age, and if Christian Benford can play really well alongside Ron Johnson, the, maybe the Bills' secondary is better than the Jets' one. But there are a lot of ifs in this conversation, right? So I believe the Jets uh, have the guys on, on their primes. Sauce Gardner is awesome. Yes, he's allowed to, to be grabby and to commit some penalties and nobody throws flags at him. Yes, it's it, it happens, but if they continue to act like this towards him, it just makes him continue to be great and difficult and, and really difficult to be beat. So, uh, Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, who's really good. Um, they have also the uh, Bryce Hall, uh, uh, Bryce Hall, a cornerback in a, a nice depth piece. And then my, uh, Michael Carter, the second, the nickel cornerback. That's a great secondary with Jordan White had a good safety. And, and Tony Adams, not so good safety, but a really athletic guy who can run with anybody and has some potential there. And Andrew Namos as a backup option, kind of in the same role we have Taylor Rapp. So it's debatable. But with all the ifs, what ifs in the Bill secondary, I got to give the Jets advantage there. So it's a really tough matchup for the Bills. Uh, but the Bills are the most proven team. They have won recently. The Jets are, are trying to get there. That's an advantage. Uh, I believe in the past, the Bills struggled against the Jets, but the Jets didn't really have any pressure over them. They were out there trying to be uh, a, a, a difficult team for the Bills who had all the pressure over them, and it's not the same anymore. Now the pressure... And the, the, all the, the eyes are over New York Jets. They are expected to be contenders. They are expected to play at a great level and compete. And even expected to beat the Bills in this week one playing at home. A lot of people expect that. So the Bills are in a good spot, in my opinion, to come to this game. Because people are sleeping on the Bills. Believing this team 
maybe isn't uh, maybe the even the window has closed, but I believe the the window is still is wide open, and I believe the team is way more ready to compete right now than they were last year. And despite we starting last season totally ready to to win the the, the Super Bowl in September. Super Bowls aren't won in September. The Bills have some question marks now at middle linebacker. We got to see Benford playing uh, really well at cornerback too. We have we have question marks at the offensive line, but we have time to figure it out. And this team seems improved in my opinion. So I'm really confident the Bills can go out there in, in New Jersey and beat the Jets there in their stadium uh, playing well. I'm confident for the season. I believe all the questions marks that we have about the Bills can be answered during the season, can be solved during the season. And at the end of the day, we have Josh Allen, man. And I'm going to end this little chart where I started. We have the best quarterback in the NFL. So I really believe uh, as long as we have him fully healthy under center, it's going to be tough for anybody to beat us. And, and I, I really expect Josh Allen to even elevate himself even more and play well against a, a tough Jets team that has given him a lot of trouble in the past. And if Josh Allen can really play that well against this Jets defense, against these Jets teams, look out. I think the Bills will be ready to, to compete again and this time even to go further and get back to a Super Bowl and maybe even win it. So I believe in this team. I think they got better and can't wait for Monday Night Football, Bills Mafia. So let me know. Let me know what do you think uh, about those guesses. I gave my two bold predictions with one is a bold statement. Josh Allen, best quarterback in the NFL. Terrell Bernard, team captain and middle linebacker, uh, long-term middle linebacker for the Bills and team captain in 2024. Holding down that spot, the main two, two bold statements, bold predictions, and and to close it out, if if the Bills don't have the pair of safeties next season with Hyde and and Poyer leaving, my last and final bold prediction that I even talked to my friend Rafael Satamini, who's been there in the leading the charge some sometimes. Uh, I believe Ken Lewis, if given an opportunity again at safety, that's a guy who can become a long-term safety for the Bills. Was hugely impressed by his performance against the Bears. A lot of people who were there watching the Bills camp were impressed by him. And, man, he seems just ready. Playing fast, playing uh, physical. He can hit stick people. He can cover. He can run. So, if... If he, he finds a, a way to get on the field during the season, I think he'll establish himself as, as a safety of the future and make it easier to be able to move on from Hyde or Poy or both uh, from 2024 on. But that's a conversation for another opportunity. So thank you so much, Bills Mafia, for being there. So thank you so much for the guys who interacted uh, in the chat. Lucas was there. Leo was there with their Go Bills. Right? And... People agreeing about how the media and national media especially has treated Mahomes differently from Josh Allen in a good way for Mahomes, in a bad way of Josh Allen. But 
it is what it is, right? I believe we have the best guy. I wouldn't trade 17 for anybody. And I'm really excited for this season. I believe the Bills finally put something uh, around him. Not Nothing exceptional, right? But they finally put something around him that might work and might make things easier for 17 to become the MVP of the league and, and lead the Bills to a Super Bowl. That's it, Mafia. Thank you so much. Hit that like button, subscribe to Buffalo Rumblings channel. And I see you on Sunday with the Portuguese version of leading the charge to entire Bills Mafia, Latin America, Brazil, Portuguese-speaking countries. And always appreciate you, Bills Mafia. Thank you so much. See you around. Go Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.